everybody and welcome back to the pre-production meeting. It is episode 41. I'm your co-host Josh Urquhart. I'm your second co-host Daniel Kogola. And I'm the I'm the original co-host, but I'm Yeah! Oh, the original. No, I'm joking. Um I'm part of the original What Are Your Thoughts crew. There you I'm go. The, um I'm Federico Anderson. Federico Anderson, welcome back my friend. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um now before we even start Before we even start don't forget to rate the podcast on Spotify. We've got 20, we're a five-star rated podcast at the moment with really? 20, 20 people that have uh, good. gone out of their way to do that. But the more you guys do that, the more we get into the algorithm, more people listening and a better opportunity to one day get the Spotify bag. But That's without it. further ado, how are you boys this week? Stan, we'll start with you. How are Stan. you? Stan. Stan. <laughs> What's on Stan this Stan. week? Stan. Speaking oh, about Stan. I actually did watch a Stan film this week. And oh, your... Are we going to talk about that? Yeah, fuck it, why not? <laughs> oh, no, I just saw like a um, a job listing at Stan mm. and I just sent in an application for it. Sent did you, in my did resume. you message Lex? I did. She hasn't gotten back to me yet, but that's all right. That's all right. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll message her for you. you yeah, know, no, I'll, I'll put in a good word for you to get put in a good word with. <laughs> all right? That's how it works. That's, that's how it works. Know, right? That's the industry. Yeah. Um, Fetty. It's been a while, my friend. You you were on a, uh, an earlier episode, uh, earlier, way earlier when we yeah. first started. Before forty. Before forty. That's that's for sure. How have you been, my friend? I've been good. I've been busy. Um, it was nice to get the metro out to the hills again. You know, yeah. The smell of tech fleece. The smell of airshays. It's, <laughs> it's a lovely. It's a lovely part of the part of the world. But There's um, nothing like the hills, though. Eh? What does that smell like? Burnt rubber or? I, I don't know. Smell? You just smell all the different types of vapes, you know. <laughs> That's true, but strawberry, mango, pomegranate ice. Exactly. <laughs> but um, no, it's good to be back. Uh, the room's gotten a little bit of an upgrade, and it's, it has. Um, it's good to be here. Yeah. Well, look, all the Bodie's money we've put it to good use. We've got in LED lights, a spray painted wall, you know, and it's all just for you. To be fair, we knew you were coming back on. You know, it's been a while since you've been on. Um, a lot of progress. I'm I'm guessing has been happening. Um. Fatty, just give us a little rundown about, you know, what's been happening since. Because you've had some pretty big, uh, you know, life events. Yeah. yeah. Um, so since I was last on, I've um, been through the internship program at a production company, which has been really cool because, like, one thing I've learned the most from it is, like, if you want to be, like, I want to be a producer one day. Mm -hmm. And producer isn't one thing how you can go watch a YouTube video and you kind of learn how to do it. You kind of be, got to be in the door. You got to have situations where you got to problem solve. And I think kind of being able to go in-house at a production company, sit in the room with all the producers, sit in on meetings. Like I sat in on a, they're doing a feature film and I'm sitting in with the director, the script really? writer. And I'm just there taking notes for them for like four hours while they talk about how the hell are we going to make this script perfect and how the hell are we <coughs> also going to approach it with funding things like understanding how they reach out to, Screen Australia, understanding yeah. how you got to tick the boxes because at the end of the day, like making movies cost money, and at the end of the day, money doesn't grow on trees. So, um, that's bro, that's one thing that they don't really go into in film school is the funding. Did you ever get told like funding? In a little bit, but they didn't really support us much in that sense. Yeah, of, like really telling you how to budget a film or anything like mm. that. But at the same time, like for them, it's like when nineteen twenty, it's like you're not <coughs> expecting some yeah. kid to go want to get. Four million to go make a film, you know. It's like, oh, Nan, can you chuck me a fifty so I can fucking yeah, it, pay for exactly. people to eat? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like the subway catering costs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's such a good opportunity, though, bro. But um, yeah, and like, look, there was all these things around. Like, it was an unpaid internship, and there was all. I got all these questions, like, oh, like, 
are you sure you want to do that? Like it's unpaid and all this. But like the experience that you get from Invaluable. it is the connections you make. Like even now, like I finished my internship probably like three, four weeks ago now. Yep. Oh, so it's, you're completely done with it now? Yeah, but the thing is I've made like working relationships with two of the main producers. There. Nice. So, so it's cool, like man. I was texting one of them on the train up here and he's like trying to get me in with someone in reality TV and he was like just kind of hey. – It's kind of nice to just have that support of someone how he's like, look – it's a tough period at the moment, but yeah. I promise you I'm going to help you get something. And yeah. then it's like... That's good, man. The other photo play producer who's been probably the best to me, she's um like anything that she makes, she gets me on it. So it's like I've done two freelance jobs for her since kind of finishing. And it's like I finished the last one and she's like, I'm pitching for another one. I'll find out in two weeks. But when that happens, you're on it. And it's like she's trying to get me in the positions where it's not like... I'm the runner going to drive an hour away because someone forgot the key for something. Yeah, It's like... AD? I third AD'd... I'm professional third AD now. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I I third AD'd for the first one that I did freelance, which was... um, It's actually out now. It's for Binge. So that was super exciting. Really? Nice. Yeah. So it was Binge commercial. Bro, the budget was cracked. Nice. Won't say the number. How much? I don't kiss and tell. I don't kiss and tell. (laughs) But... um, yeah, and then um, last week I was on another one for her for um, a fast food chain. Yeah, right. I won't say which one. But um, yeah, no, so it's just been awesome. And like, look, I think the one thing that I've learned from the most from the internship is it's like, it's hard to get in, you know. It's like, yeah. and there's going to be days where it's like, you think it's all finally going to happen. Yeah. And it doesn't. Yeah. you got to have that mental toughness to just be like, it didn't happen today, but that doesn't mean it won't like i've had situations where it's like oh you're gonna talk to this guy and he's gonna get you on this yeah it's gonna all line up and And then it's like it doesn't or it's like you email the person and then you never hear back and it's like you do the follow-up and it's like this person's (coughs) got the key and it's like maybe they don't you know i i heard a funny quote uh this week and it was from um the david interview yeah and how good this, was that yeah i watched yes and it's the how he's talking about hollywood or getting in the industry yeah. is like watching someone you love get <laughs> fucked by someone you hate <laughs> i mean it's a bit different to what you're talking about but he, like in terms of like seeing his movie like yeah yeah, yeah that it's really tragic when you actually find out the real narrative yeah, of what happened there hey like I mean, they, they, all they care really is about money over. yeah and it's a business how about you yeah. with your internship have you noticed uh is a very money orientated because like we go through film school, you know, learn the creative aspects of it. But when it gets push comes to shove, is it money at the end of the day? That well, at care? the end of the day, so the way like where I was interning at, their bread and butter is TV commercials. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You were saying yeah. feature films. Yeah. So like, what they do is they. Their bread and butter is TV commercials, but they use the extra profit they make off that to help fund their feature films. That is such a good... So they have like TV shows with the ABC. They have, they're making a feature film. Just try not to move too much. Yeah, I can hear <laughs> the, the rattling uh, on I'm going to come close on that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, no. So like their bread and butter is TV commercials and the way the TV commercial industry works or just the advertising industry yeah. in a way is you have like your client client goes to the agency and then the agency goes to the production company and then there's like the big player agencies they also do in-house production yeah but at the end of the day the client's like look and to make a tv commercial it's expensive like the minimum you're going to spend on a day is 60 grand fuck Mm -hmm. like that's that's really and this is for like something that's 30 seconds 
bro, like your yeah. entry level cost is 60 grand because that's to get all the crew there. That's to get all the catering there. That's to do all the logistics. Then on top of that, you've got stuff that's like, okay, shit, we need to get a parking lot for the entire day. Yeah. How do you do that? Oh, we've got to get all the cars there somewhere. You want to get a truck that's got 20 cars on it. How the hell am I going to get a car with 20 trucks to make a car park look feel? Yeah. Then yeah. it's like you tell all the crew, okay, I need you to drive to set this day so you can fill the car park. Yeah. There's but such um, arbitrary costs as well. Like, it, for example, you think of just paying someone for a day, like MEAA rates. Yeah. That's what, like, I don't know. Depends on the role, but what, like 300 to a grand. Yeah, I know. And then if there's 20 crew members, you know what I mean? Pay. Like, that's Yeah, it's like I worked budget. on a commercial the other, like, the last one that I worked on had 50 people on it. Yeah. And it's like... 60 it, grand minimum. Yeah. What's the most expensive one you've been... You don't have to say the client, but... 300k? Really <laughs> far. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's nuts. So it's it's look, it's really cool. And look, at the end of the day, I'm I'm not where I want to be yet, and it's a very entry level stuff. And I'm of just kind of in. It's the first step. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just kind of while <coughs> like I'm definitely not the person dealing with that budget. And I look at those spreadsheets, and I'm like, oh my god, like no, thank you. Yeah. But um, yeah. So like at the end of the day, is it about it is a business? Yeah. At the end of the day, and one thing I've realized the most from actually being on these sets, and it's like. Everyone at film school makes it out that it's the dream, you know, oh, go on a film set, it's yeah. the best thing ever. And then you realise, like, half the people on that film set... They're trying to make ends meet, mate. Bro, they're just trying to put food on the table. Literally. And at the end of the day, when we're young trying to get in there, we're kind of viewed as threats. Because while, yes, while yes, we're young, optimistic with all these opportunities, there's some, like, guy who's got two kids that mm. looks at you and he's that's like... a very good point. You're... You're the one that's gonna probably take a job off me one day, which means I gotta figure out another way to feed my kids, which means Damn. I gotta figure out Fuck another way. Bro, that was that's true. That's true. It's, that's it's very true. It's yeah. like the most real thing. It's like you get there and it's like as great as you can be, smiling face. And you gotta be a good like you gotta be a good person. At the end of the day, yeah. you're spending like twelve plus hours on a film set. Yeah. You're all trying like it's high pressure. Mm. And one thing like being in the room with the producers pre production wise is like it's high pressured there as well. You know, they're trying to figure out logistical things. They're trying to figure out like, I did a commercial how we needed a park with like open air and it needed to have that blue sky because it was yep. for like a skincare company. And um, and it was, like that whole, like, that it was like that whole like movement thing, you know, like <coughs> flow and yep, shit. So yep, it's like yep. you have like kind of the model with the product and the blue background. Yep. And um, like what you... Like, and it was hard to get the location because it's like at the end of the day, a lot of skyline, like while well, yes, Sydney has that blue sky, it's hard to find those exact spots how it's like we can build a platform, we can set up all these bits and pieces to make it work. And like I had to go do like location scouting for it and it's like yeah. a week out before the shoot and it's like councils aren't getting back to you. That yeah. happens so, eh? And yeah. it's like at yeah. the end of the day, the turnaround for these production <coughs> companies is like three weeks. Fuck. Like yeah. from shoot to like delivery? Like so the... like. Because production companies, they bid off each other from the agency. So the agency will be like... So it all revolves around the director. So the main bread and butter for production companies is making sure that they've got a good director clientele on their list. Yep. Because if they have that, then what they can be like is like... Say... Oh, what's a brand that we can use? V. Sure. Shout out V. Um, <laughs> no free promo. Leave no. that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, screw V. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Red Bull drinker. So, <laughs> there you go. so say Red Bull. Say the pre-production. Say Bodies. <laughs> Bodies. So Bodies wants to make a commercial. Sure. Yeah. They've got their idea. So yep. they're like, okay, we got this new. 
product coming out. Bodies will go to an agency. Say they go to ABC Company. Okay. It's just like a generic name. <coughs> they go to ABC Company and they're like, okay, look, we've got this much money in our marketing budget and we want to make this. The agency will go with them and come up with the idea. Yeah. Then the agency is like, awesome. This is kind of the style. Like, what are some directors you like? The agency yeah. and the client will sit together. Like, they'll look at uh, heaps of directors and they'll be like, So oh. it's a talent agency. No, it's like a creative agency. Okay, so right, creative they, agency. They, yeah, deal, sure. they, don't, they deal with more than just the commercial. <coughs> like, they'll deal with the posters that are on bus stops. Yep, they'll yep. deal with your things that are on LinkedIn. They'll deal with whatever your Facebook ads and whatnot. Are they dealing with the actors as well? They'll help, they'll help choose the actors, but the production companies will go source them. So okay, one of my yeah. jobs when I was in there was like, we had this huge job that just got aired for the yes vote. For mm. Yeah, the referendum. The voice yep. of parliament. And um, yeah, so the production company I was at landed the gig for that, which is a huge opportunity. Yeah, nice. And um, But the thing is, it's like, the commercial was like a family through generations. Mm which at the end of the day means you're going to need a whole family from different stages of life and you're going to need to pick your actor. Yeah. So it's like one of my jobs one day was like literally 9 to 6 p.m. I was just laying up casting documents in InDesign. How it's like, okay, you've got one character is a 10-year-old boy. Here is 50 10-year-old boys. We also show him at 18 years old. He's another 18 years old. He's like, another it's 50. Just, yeah, trying and it's like, it, well, eh? you got to make sure they kind of look like you can't pick a ranger and then pick a brunette. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like little sure, Timothy sure. didn't go brown, like hair, <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah, go brown yeah, hair yeah, in yeah, like yeah, yeah. in six years, you know? He's like <laughs> genetics aren't. Yeah. So, um, <sighs> little Timothy. <laughs> shout out little Timothy. But, um, yeah. So, no, like at the end of the day, yes, it's a business and it's like competition between production companies. Do you get, do you find, I don't know if you've been on it yourself, but big directors coming in to do these commercials, are they on the talent list that you said that, that they have? Well, or is it more so directors trying to break out? Well, so like directors will freelance and then they'll approach production companies and be like, hey, I'm a director trying to get on board at a production company. This is what I've done. Mm-hmm. And they'll do like music videos. They'll do short films. Some will do a feature. And then there are some things how it's like one, like the voice to parliament one that they did, like the main director was, uh, I forget his last name, but his first name is Warwick and he's one of Australia's biggest directors. Warwick, no, no, not Warwick Davis. No, no, no. He, he's one of his films just won at Sydney Film Festival. Okay, right. He's a Indigenous Australian director. Warwick Thornton? Yep. Yeah. And, um, wow, look at you. Yeah, so <laughs> like, pretty well known. Yeah, yeah so and I'm it's out of the loop. Because like <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not huge on like me knowing all my directors and everything. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I remember like being in the office and everyone was like, um, "Oh my god, like Warwick's coming in today. Like, yeah, he's a real deal and everything." And for me, it's like I've never met the guy and I don't know him. And it's just like <laughs> I'm just like making a sandwich. And it's like, yeah, how you going? Sure. How you going, Warwick? And it's like, yeah, yeah good. Hey, was I? Yeah. So um. But no, like, it's very, it's very interesting learning how production companies, agency, directors, producers, like, they're all really hustling to, like, make money. It's a business. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's like how um, the directors themselves, because it's tough in the sense that, um, like, agencies will pick their directors and, like, 
the production company I was at has like at least 20 directors on their cards. And I was like, what happens if one of them is just like, oh, we want them, we want them, we want them. Like, what yeah. do you do about the other five? And then you get those other directors going to them like, I haven't had a gig in two months. Like, yeah. when's something else coming up for me? And it's like, you put them forward. And it's very interesting to learn all the different layers to it. But at the end of the day... It's a business. It's a business. So do you think there's something that makes these directors that would get all the gigs? Like, do they have a distinct style or a distinct vision that brings them forward and would make them yeah, get course. more gigs like than others? There's like, it's like with anything, you know, there's the big directors like Guillermo del Toro. Like, he owns that kind of dark, mystical... Th- yeah. It's like you're not going to go yeah. get some bloke who's made like one... You won't go get Guy Ritchie if you want to do Exactly. Something. So it's like, I think there's a style and it's like, if someone <coughs> makes a good campaign, then it's like, okay, like he's, he's the real deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, Does it ever come down to like how the director runs a set as opposed to their actual visual style? Would they ever get hired based on that or that well, doesn't really? Well, the first AD really runs a set, you know? Yeah, it's like okay. That's fair. And I've been fortunate that like a couple of sets that I've been on, the first AD for it is like, the number one first AD for TV commercials in Australia. Yeah, right. Like she, like, she's so the real deal. Like, when the Women's World Cup was here, she was doing all the commercials for that. Like, I remember she was on my first shoot, and it's like, I'm in Blacktown Driving Cinema. And Was um, it Lily Meek by any chance? No. <laughs> no? Okay. Um, and um, it was like... She's so good, but also, like, so... you got to be in the zone with yeah, her. Yeah, of like, course. So what makes her stand out? She just has been doing it for so long that she knows how many shots you got to do. <coughs> she knows how to manage people. Like when I was third AD on the, when I was a professional third AD, um, <laughs> she was, um, I was technically the second AD for that day, but it was just me and her. And um, we were in a location how hair and makeup were, hair, makeup and wardrobe were on another, they were in an apartment yep. above, like across the road. So it's like our location's down here. And bases across the road. Yeah. And um, I was in charge of making sure all the actors get from A to B. And yeah. like there was a point where, which is another thing about like being young and trying to break it into the industry. Like there are people who are doing hair and makeup here that are older than me. Like, you know, they've been yeah. doing hair and makeup longer than I've been born. Yeah. And it's like when wow. I, come, and when I come in, and I'm like, hey guys, like we gotta get this person down there now, and then it's like they're like, yeah. we need ten minutes, yeah. And I'm like, um, but we need them now, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but we need ten minutes, yeah. And then it's like, it's hard. You gotta find. And then it's like, okay, okay, you can have your ten minutes, and then ten minutes come, and it's like we need another ten minutes, and it's like, there's that they don't feel threatened by me, and yeah. you wouldn't want someone to feel threatened by you because at the end of the day, you know, like I'm a people person. You're on set. You're trying to be a good person. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. And, um, but at the end of the day, there comes that time where it's like, okay, we're losing money here. Yeah. We need this person now. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to screw ourselves for the rest of the day. So then yeah. she comes up, she goes in there, and you can just, the way that she handles it, it's like you can, the way that she speaks in the sense of like, okay, like we've got to fix what's going on here. Yeah. But at the same time, you guys are doing a great job. Yeah. Does she have a good balance of like being strict and also being a good person? Is exactly. that what makes a good ID? A yeah, good definitely. ID? So mm. it's like you got to know when to put the foot down. <coughs> yeah. And I think that's... Like, that's one quality that I can definitely improve on. It's like, yeah, because I like to people please. Like, there comes a point where it's like, 
Like I need that now. I'm excited yeah. to see you AD then on, on yeah. Austin's. And uh, I'm going to go into that. What skills have you taken from this internship that you can now put into play on short films? And is there di- what's the difference between what you're doing now and on short films? Uh, yeah, so like I definitely feel like I've learned how to manage pre-production a little better, like kind of what fully goes into it. You know, yeah, I feel cool. like at film school we kind of get <coughs> told this is the set. Yep. And I think kind of being in that room and the one thing I love about commercials is it's something different every week. You know, yeah. It's like once the commercial's done, it's like, okay, that's done. What's the next one? And different problems. Definitely. We it's like, to, uh, oh, like everything I've been, I've been in one parking lot where it started raining. I've been yep. by the water and it, like the wind is out of control. I've been, yeah. And it's just- um How to deal with all these kinds yeah, of situations. Yeah, so it's like awesome, like understanding logistics, understanding how things get done is what I've really taken away from it. But at the same time, like kind of that onset experiencing and also like just speaking to producers and learning that, you know, like at the end of the day, no, one, like there are a few people that want to be a runner for life and good for them if that's what their passion is. Yeah, right. But um, like it's understanding that while yes, I'm in this, I want to be here, mm. do the things right where I am at the moment yep. and opportunities will come <coughs> from that. Like one of the... One of the producers that I've been talking to has really been preaching to me, like, be on time, yeah, be reliable, mm-hmm. get the things done, and don't be a psychopath. <laughs> and it's like if you can do those four easy four, right? If you can do I don't those know about four that last one; it's a bit tricky. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like if you can do those four things, and um, you can just be you. That's good. It's like, like opportunities will come, and I think the one thing I've learned the most at the moment is like. It takes time. Like one yeah. one day the phone rings, one day the phone doesn't, and yeah. then you got to realize when the phone doesn't that it's part of the journey, and that um, like it will ring. And if it doesn't ring for a while, then you kind of just be like, okay, fuck, like, yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Reevaluate. I know. I know. Yeah. Kieran's going through that exact same thing. Like, he seems to be doing really well. Like well, yeah, but he he has his moments where of it's course, just like, but we all do. No call for like six months. Yeah, yeah. And then now he's a puppet in Jurassic Park. I saw that. <laughs> man. I well, one day you're a dinosaur, one day you're not, you know? <laughs> Anything could happen um, in this industry. Uh, reality TV, is that the way to go? Because you're both trying to go down that route by the sounds of it. Um, Somewhat. I'm <laughs> dabbling in it. Yeah, yeah I just want to dabble in it as well. But I'm sort of just dabbling in everything at this point. Mm. But I think I'm finally starting to streamline because this is sort of a problem I've had for the last six years now, actually, since I, would, since I started studying and freelancing and whatnot. How old are you doing? 24 now. Just turned 24 last week. And sort of, you know, throughout that, throughout the past six years, since I was 18 and I started film school and stuff, I've been freelancing and doing all sorts of things, like worked at Sky News, worked at a videography company, all sorts of stuff. So I was just, Mm. yeah. So I was just (laughs) trying all sorts of different things, getting experience. And and there were also other things I couldn't control, like, you know, COVID and and that made things a lot more difficult. But I think I've finally started to streamline what where i want to go and it's what i always knew which is that i want to direct yeah but i was just trying to figure out so many different avenues to go about it i was like oh what if i be a pa on this like i was just trying to grab everything i could get but i wasn't really specializing in anything Mm. which is like all right for a certain point when you're trying to figure out where your place is but eventually you know six years have gone by and you you're not really yeah. in the industry like you haven't so cracked in you know what i mean as i can a be the camera guy i can be the runner exactly like, yeah but if you go in there and you're like look i can be the best 
second AD that you need. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And people know what to call you for, right? And like the people I know that, you know, I went to film school with and stuff that are doing really well now, the ones that specialized in a certain role, whether that's, you know, gaffing or ADing or whatever it is. Yeah. So I figured I need to do that. And because I really want to direct, what I should be doing is honing in on that craft. I got a question for you. Yeah. And this goes with what you were saying. So people like ACs and stuff like that, they're, they're much in like, they're in need. Like like people come because, you know, not everybody's an AC or, you know, an AD or whatever. If yeah. you're a director, you know, you can't really free, I mean, you can freelance be a director, but on the come up, how do you... How do you do that? That's the thing. You've got to fund all your own projects and whatnot because no one's going to give you 50 grand to make a short film if you don't have anything to prove, you know? Mm. Um, See, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I just, I want to get to the point where I'm just making really good short film. Maybe you can give me some advice on this, but like, I'm making my next short film now. Nice, man. Yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Oogway, Master Oogway. I'm making my next short film now because I just, I want to keep making stuff and get to a point where I've, directed something that like you know someone in the industry can look at that and be like there's potential here Mm. for this director so like i mean do you do you feel like i'm going about it the right way in terms of like making short films and directing them and just getting them to a good point or is because i've I've sort of thought a lot about the other avenue of trying to be a crew member and go in that way but it's like you can also get stuck in that and like that's what i'm finding now like reality tv i'm doing pa stuff and that's all you know good and well but it's like that's a very different yeah so yeah. that's like the one whole thing with that reality world. Like I just want to dabble my, I just want to dabble in it for a couple of months and yeah. see where I and make connections. But um, like one of the producers was telling me that's like, as soon as you get stuck in that, like you can get stuck. In it's that. very yeah. hard to transition. But um, because good money. Yeah, oh, it's good money. Yeah, oh, commercials pay the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. on the reality TV, you're an equity minimum for most shows. Yeah, and it's like what that is. It's like there's legislation that says that like each of these roles there's like a minimum that that requires and you're yep. on that. But that minimum's not going to be like 18 bucks like you're flipping burgers at Macca's. That's going to be like <laughs> 40, that's going to be like 45, 50 bucks. Yeah, you know? yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. you could dabble in like commercials and make even more. Yeah. Then you go into features and fuck, there's barely any money in that. Yeah. Like unless yeah. you're on the big ones, it's like- Cause that's all passion driven, right? Yeah. Scraping. It's like one of the, like the feature that, the one of the features that they're making at the moment, the guy's been working on it for 13 years. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And it's like now getting the green light, like yeah. far out. But um, now what I was, one, like how you were just asking that question, like, look, I'm I'm no master Uguay. Like I've just <laughs> been in the room and had some good conversations with people. But um, yep. that's where it starts. One of, the, one of the directors there who actually shares the same last name. So I feel like we're 15th. Is cousins. it Wes? No, it's not Wes. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just casually, he's like, oh, <laughs> could you imagine some that? rando, you know? <laughs> Bro, I'd make that guy coffee for a few years. But yeah, no, I was asking him that because I was like, oh, you know, I want to be a producer. And he was like, look, he gave me a really good talk about like people trying to be directors. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he was telling me like, look, you want to be a director, you got to direct stuff. It's like no one's no one's gonna give you a job directing if all you've done is be a runner for yeah yeah you know yeah. it's like you can be a runner or you can be a PA for however long but it's like as soon as you like stop making stuff then that's where the problem kind of begins so I yep. definitely like but not everybody has the money to that's a that's a problem and that's the thing it is like but then you can also like so is it only the rich people that make it is that no so 
he was telling me how like look you're gonna have one in eight one in eight directors there's gonna be that one guy who's feeding off that rich money and it's like yeah comes out of film school and granddad's his 60 grand for your little he's yeah. a little project you know like, <laughs> trump alone of what was it yeah one million dollars exactly. how did trump get his success oh his dad gave him a million bucks at 18 yeah. oh, like, okay yeah um but like just making stuff like understand that stuff costs money but that doesn't mean you can't tail your ideas around small stuff you know yeah like, yeah, like osto what osto is yeah, doing at the moment yeah. like yeah. austin's making a banging short film in a warehouse you know yeah it's like Mate, all you need is the room and the cameras and you've got two cameras right here. <laughs> and I actually really like working with limitations as well. I, I feel like it actually makes you more creative. If somebody just throws you a billion dollars, yeah. this has happened Fuck with a lot of big movies Can recently. someone throw me a billion dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I won't say no. <laughs> this has happened with a lot of uh, big movies recently. Like, you know, you get um, overindulgent, I think, if you have too much money and too many resources. Mm. Um, and you're just, you know, you're... you're like, if you have all the options at your disposal, it's like, you know, on Netflix, when you have a... This is not really the same, but, like, you I have a million movies to watch and then you can't pick something because there's just too many options. And, yeah. Now, like, I've got pretty much all the streaming services and, like, one night, like, when it's movie night and it's like, oh, fuck, what am I going to watch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Flick through Stan. Yeah. Flick through Netflix. Amazon yeah. Prime. Oh, you got to buy that one. Okay. Disney yeah, yeah, but that's what I did <laughs> yeah. the other night. I'm like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. And then, yeah, be, then you get to Apple TV and you're like, okay. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. So, Fetty, what's the plan what's from the plan? from now? Because you said something last time you were on. I don't know if you remember what you were saying. I don't remember either. Um, <laughs> but it, um, what are you going back into making your own stuff? So that's a good. I was thinking about that. The, like I was having a the other week. I was having like a real like in depth thought with myself. Like kind of like okay, like I can go down this PA runner which I want to do for a bit because I've the one thing that I'm really grateful out of this internship that I did was that I learnt the pathway for where I want to go. Like That's I know good, what man. the steps are. It's like I know the steps that need to be taken to become Is a it producer. different to what they told us in film school? Oh, I think they missed a few. Like ah. I think there's a couple there's a couple key ones, but you got to understand that it's like you don't become a producer overnight. And yep. like the room that I was in, with all the producers, like they're all in their thirties, they're all in their forties, some are in their fifties, and it's like they've all climbed the ladder. Yeah. yeah, it's like the the guy who runs the company. You know, he was talking about how he had to work for free for a few years as a camera. Of assistant. course, yep, yep. The yep. other executive producer was a receptionist for a year. Yep, and it's like you just got to play the game. And yep. I think it's like I've gotten that mental toughness to play the game and I'm okay to do the hard yards Good man. a bit. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But I do want to create my own stuff. I miss your rom-coms, man. We need a Federico. I've got, I've got an idea, bro, but the issue no. is... Is it the letter one? No. Oh, you were no, scrapped that. So the no. letter one's just in the back pocket, but this okay. one's a different one. It's about someone who's like kind of our age uh -huh. and gets with an older person. Ooh. Ooh. And the whole idea is around... <laughs> what was that? The neighbour uh, next door situation. <laughs> no, international. Oh! Like, I originally wanted to film it in Spain, but I'm like, I'm not going to fund that. <laughs> yeah, where's this budget coming so from? So that's why he was asking someone chuck a billion at me, so go to Spain and film yeah, it. You see um, Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. <laughs> I want to film this rom-com in Spain. Just 90% the, the of the budget of the flights <laughs> over to Spain. Literally. Bro, have you seen the flights at the moment? Yeah. One thing I've learned from my like normal nine to five job is like the cost of getting stuff overseas. Mm. Like they do like... Um, like big events for corporate companies. So you got all the printers, you got all the badges and whatnot. And the cost of weight, like, oh my God, like, okay, we're doing an event for 5,000 people in London. Yeah. You got to get 10 printers over there. You got to get 
5,000 badges, which weigh. And it's like, oh, how much did the baggage cost? Oh, yeah, it was two grand. Mm. And it's like, that's two grand just to get the stuff over there. Yeah. And it's like, and that's extra cost. Yeah, right. But um, your films. Yeah, my films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, I'm just bringing it back. Yeah, no, yeah, so what I, yeah, so I have this idea that I'm trying to work on. And what I want to do is I want to, because like with Osmar, right, mm-hmm. what you've shot is kind of like, a bit for a bigger idea, right? Correct, yeah. So what I want to do is I want to do something similar. Is how I have this That's what he's doing as well. Yeah, so well, I after the one that I'm after currently After the one that you're doing, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I have this idea of this feature and it's about a person like kind of early 20s and this lady in her, I'm going to say early 30s and it's this idea around, you know, those are two stages of life where people are scared of what's ahead mm-hmm. and then there's also that older mindset how it's like, I'm losing my youth. Yeah. So it's like this romance film. Romance, of course. Mm. Of course, mate. You can't. It's like this romance around um, the fear of getting old and the problems that come with that. Yep. And then also the fear of losing your youth and these two people kind of um, being surrounded by each other for a short period of time to kind of like escape. Nice. Something like I've it. thought a lot about recently. Like Dan's like, I thought of the same fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> Did you steal my idea? You, you know what I... Oh, sorry, go, go. No, no I just mean the themes. Like, I, this is going to sound so stupid for anyone older, but like turning 24, I was really like, whoa. Like, oh. Yeah, you're almost getting dead, a bit No, right. but it's... I like those knees yeah. holding up. Those knees Mate, holding up. They're, they're clicky. They're clicky. <laughs> but it's like... Austin's like sitting at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Austin's going to listen. With his arthritis, mate. He's going to listen to this and be like, shut up, Dan. <laughs> um, He's pushing 40 now. Sorry, but no, God. like, you know, uh, as you get older, you sort of realise that you can't go back to certain stages in your life you know like i think about high school and all the memories and, and things that happen I love and like high school, yeah. yeah i will never go back to high school in my life again and neither will you boys and yeah. like film school as well which i loved and like i'm never gonna have that experience again and like mm. you know all the things i like to do now like go to music festivals and stuff like that i'm thinking like whenever i go to them now like it's all you know 18 19 year olds and i'm you start to feel old and you're like damn like i'm moving on with my life you yeah know? And i even have friends who are like you know getting married and stuff like that and like fuck yeah are they religious that's usually like the ones that yeah a, a couple are yeah, yeah but but some some are a bit older as well like 26 27 but yeah it's i it's mean we're having a baby nah kidding <laughs> imagine that was just all. drops it <laughs> sarah's watching this like yeah that. No, <laughs> she, she listens as well she'd be like hold on <laughs> Something it's you like, didn't I tell me. I don't remember that. <laughs> no, I get you, Dan. Yeah. I guess Do you I'm guys a, ever feel I, like that? I, I haven't grown. personally, no, but I'm a bit younger than you. So How old are you at the moment? 22. Oh, okay. I'm mean, 23, 23 at the end of the year. 23 was the first age I hit where I was like, yeah. This is. I'm definitely feeling it at the moment. But like you're a year younger than me. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, no, like, I look, like, feelings are valid. I, you know? I feel like I've got a bit of an older soul. Like, well, at least my, yeah. my mother tells me that. <laughs> but, um, I'm actually 300 inside. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you're talking about your film. You want a director, but you want to be a producer. Do oh, you I want to produce. And direct. Yeah. And then I'll get someone to do the like kind of tough. Production. Do you want to produce other people's films as well? I'd yeah, definitely be down for it. I think it needed to be something like, I remember when I was at like just finished film school and I got offered to produce something. Mm. Like it was one of the- um, I think guys from you, you produced uh, some film called Two's a Lesson, right? <laughs> co-produced. Co-produced, it. co-produced. Um, but um, like with the film that I got offered kind of, that, that Two's a Lesson went pretty well. Uh, I think it did. Yeah, I think 17 won, plus won international awards, yeah. 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 You know, the old mate that directed it like 
after his gazebo went flying in the park, <laughs> he's, he's gone pretty well from it, you know? <laughs> um, oh, but, um, yeah. Didn't you put some shot bags on it? How did that happen? Don't know, mate. Right, who knows? It's still a mystery. All, All I, know I know is that once it went, the sun was right on Maddie Messenger to get her heat stroke. Yeah. <laughs> heat stroke, sleeping in the car, flying gazebos. Yeah. Like, what a sound. A day to yeah, every day. A day to remember. Right. But those, those are the stories that you laugh about later. You know? Like yeah. it's, it sucks in the moment, but later on you're like... And that's one thing that I've really found from like doing like kind of... And like, well, I guess I've been doing like the entry level stuff on these pro shoots. It's like the vibes from pro shoots compared to like- Yeah, I was about to ask, different. Yeah, well, at the end All of the, the day, same. it's a business, you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. for some of these guys, it's like, oh bro, I just shot a commercial in Palm Beach yesterday. I've had six hours sleep and now I'm doing this for the next 12 hours. Okay? Yeah. Mm. Like there definitely is that- hu- And it's also when you're doing like kind of jobs like VTR, for example, mm. like there's only so many jobs for that. Yeah. And um, like when the VTR guy's phone isn't ringing and he's got the phone ringing, he wants to make sure that day that things are perfect. Yeah. yeah, true. And it's like, so you get a couple people on edge, you get a like, couple yeah. like hair and makeup can also be mm. intense. But it's uh, a lot more at stake. Definitely. Well, it's like you have one bad day. Bro, yeah. the phone's going to stop ringing. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, that's why yeah, you yeah. got Reputation, yeah. yeah. It's all about who you know. Yeah. I've got a question before we move on to the next seg. Um, your girlfriend's also in the industry. What's that like? Both Music trying to make industry. it gonna creatively. Yeah. yeah. Um. I definitely think like recently, like we've both been getting busy and it's like you learn to just like value the time that you have together. Cause like mm. at the end of the day, she gets an opportunity like to jump in the studio with someone. Mm. And then it's like, I get the opportunity next day to go on a set for 15 hours. It's like, those are two creative draining days. Yeah. And it's understanding that day after that, maybe you get to hang out together. Like, yes, you want to go on like a fun date night, but it's like, Hey, you know, maybe a chill night tonight is the way to go. So mm. It's like managing emotions, managing priorities. And it's also making sure you don't take negative stuff home with you from like a day. Yeah. It's like, I remember I, I sent out an email to this person and the person who gave me the email spelt their name wrong. Oh and it's like, no. so I send out the email with the spelt name wrong because I was given it wrong. And then I realized in the email header <coughs> that it was like spelled wrong, a yeah. certain way. And I was like, I was just so pissed that day. Yeah. And it was like, not angry at the fact that the person that gave it to me gave it to me wrong is that I didn't realize, like I should have realized. And yeah, it was it's like just that one of those like, things that happen though. Exactly. Like and then you, you can't, can't really blame it. anyone for that. Yeah. So it's like that, like for like 20 minutes, I was like, I fucking hate everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but then I was like, oh, you know, I'm with my girlfriend. Like, let's go, let's go for a walk. Yeah. Let's go get some ice cream or something. Yeah. And that's such an important thing to learn about life in general. I yeah. think because there's so many moments where you're just going to be frustrated or upset with things, but definitely. you know it'll always get better. I'm definitely learning to enjoy the little things. That's good you, you you were saying how you both are really busy, but it must be kind of you know nice and satisfying to know that you're with somebody that understands the creative. Oh, definitely processes like the creative yeah. pressures, but also what is in store for you guys like the travel that create the creative career takes and stuff like it's good to have somebody that understands next year there could be an opportunity that she goes to like america for a few months nice and it's like me as a boyfriend is like you want to be supportive you know it's like your partner's about to go have a chance to live out their dream it's like you don't want to take that away from them and so it's like it's nice to have that support and it's also nice to understand like when because like there are days like i'll tell my mom it's like oh you know i just had a long day on a shoot and it was like i'm exhausted and yeah my mom's like 
yeah, I worked all day too. And it's like, bro, I don't need your comment right now. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you worked all day, but like, fuck, you, I'm you just, just want done the support. I've just done 30,000 <laughs> steps and I'm pissed off for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Like, just let me vent. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, let me have my minute. Like I enjoyed the 30,000 steps and I had an yeah. awesome day, but there's that five minutes where I'm exhausted and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I want to chill out. Yeah. And it's like, so it's nice. When like I vent to her and she's like, I understand. Yeah, of course. Mm, nice. And also like that creative thing, like when she songwrites and when I'm trying to script write, like getting in that headspace, we both yeah. understand. Like, yeah. It's great. Yeah. You're surrounded by um, like-minded people. What are the challenges of being in a relationship with uh, another creative? Are there any challenges? Are there any things that are hard to juggle? Maybe not with your relationship in general, but just like two different careers. Uh not that I found at the moment. Like it's That's pretty good. good at the moment. It's just like, yeah, like understanding that sometimes you want that half day to write music or sometimes yeah. you want that half day to think about an idea and understanding that you get your time after that. Or even, you know, you're going to need those three months to go and go to America. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's but like that, I, that's was what on happens, a, you know? I was yeah. on a, like I did a two-day commercial shoot and it was like both days, like 9 a.m., to like 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's an hour driving each way. Yeah. And it's like understanding that those two days, like I'm going to be MIA. And when yeah. I'm on set, I'm trying to like network and I'm trying to have a good image. Because yeah. the one thing I've learned is like there is nothing worse than that bloke that's on his phone yeah. in yeah. the corner messaging someone when there could be someone who needs help running yeah. a cable yeah. or there could be help with someone carrying a bag. Yeah. Mm. And um, so it's like understanding that when she's in her music space and I'm on my film space, like that's priority, mm. but when we get out of that, like we'll find the time for it. I've been through a similar thing. Um, <coughs> me and my girlfriend. I mean, we're not in the same industry, of course, but she's what does in, she do? She's she's becoming a nurse. Oh, yeah, um, nice. but like mate, they're the ones that keep the hospitals running. Mate, well, I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but like, it's it's funny because we both had that. What you're talking about, um, that situation happened. Number one, when I was on set, like for Osmar. It was like the first time we didn't really talk for like a good couple of days and it was just about acclimatizing and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and but then she was on placement for her nursing and oh, it was the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the yeah. same thing where like we hardly talked or whatever. It's just about understanding that this is the industry that you're in. And I feel like it that helps us. You know, we're both in these high intense, you know, it might not happen all the time, but this like uh, especially now with her placement, it's not all the time, but you know, we have these mo- these, you know, couple of weeks or a couple of days where we're both going to be MIA and it's just about understanding that. And I think what helps me and her as well, especially with future career, is she can do nursing from anywhere. I can do film from anywhere. We're both, but, can you know, you do film from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you need to be filming in a certain location. Like you have your, oh, your network in a certain location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's going to go film a scene in the desert. <laughs> I mean, like tr- travel-wise, like I can... Go and set my bro. You have Zoom. You have fucking everything. Like you can go this, there, or the other. It's flexible. Do you, do you think you could establish yourself as a filmmaker that's working in the industry in any country or place? Yeah, me neither, Siri. I'm trying to answer that question myself. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you're saying you could live anywhere and, and be a filmmaker, right? You don't think it's affected by no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, sorry, I'm at, I have my base. Like, yeah, my yeah, base yeah. is wherever she is. But right. then, I, what I'm talking about is like going off to jobs. Oh, I, see. I don't mean sorry, go, yeah. living over in France. My bad. And, okay. so yeah, no. But um, 
yeah, no, I don't reckon because you're right. The connections are where yeah. you are yeah, as well. Yeah, it takes a while to establish yourself. Exactly, exactly. And as soon as you jump countries, like you need to rebuild that connection. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you could be the fucking man here. You could be the person that is like phone is ringing all day every day then you go jump to denmark or some shit who the, no one knows who yeah, you are that's true exactly. it's like oh yeah i i first day i first day i direct it's yeah. like yeah what you know yeah. Yeah. and <laughs> they <laughs> as you said they already have their network of people that yeah. are doing things exactly. so why they, would you come in and just to. like yeah, yeah so it's like and i remember what was that guy from film school marcus you remember old man oh uh, <laughs> yes i remember he said that when you jump internationally, like for your home base, you got to allow yourself a few years to really build up. Like yeah. yeah. He succeeded in America and it took him 10 years to succeed in America. Yeah. And yeah. then he came back to Australia and then it took him a few years to really su- succeed here. Yeah. <sighs> I, I still think about our convo that we had not too long ago on the pod about, you know, priorities in life. And like yeah. What you want to yeah, do. Yeah, I think about that all the time. I think about that all the time as well. And like what me and Dan said like the other week like to basically rehash it, like we're both like family orientated and like- Bro, you're some- from the hills. Yeah. Like if you don't have a family of five <laughs> by the age of 30, like what are you doing? You know? <laughs> this guy. Um, but we were both like, you know, there's a whole thing in the industry about, you know, sacrifices and shit like that. And you have to make these sacrifices and you do, like there are some, but then it's also about knowing who you are as a person, what you're willing to exactly. compromise. On, yeah. And you know Another I mean? thing I was thinking about is like, I used to get really stressed. I was like, because you know how you were speaking before about your reputation, how it's important and stuff. I thought like everyone has to like me and like, I have to get along with everyone and be compatible with everyone as a worker. But the truth is that you, because you have a certain style, a certain way of projecting yourself and everything, people are going to clash. You're not going to click with everyone and that's okay. Like you just have to find your network of people that you do click with. And even, you know, as a director, your certain style, not everyone's going to like that. And that's fine because certain people will like that. And you just work with those people that you get along with. Exactly. You know, it's like I was even listening to um, an interview with Rucka Rucka, the Rucka Rucka mm-hmm. boys, when they were talking. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. They were talking about how on their film, Talk To Me, that they just made, um, they had someone compose the music and then um, it was just all wrong when it came in. And then they were literally like two weeks away from the pre- when it needed no to be way. finished and they got another guy to come in and he fixed it up composed the whole thing in two weeks yeah this That's guy nuts. did like a crazy job um must have been federico <laughs> <laughs> my god but it's like you know i was thinking about that guy before and he's probably got you know years of experience and whatnot and you know in in his mind he could be thinking like oh you know i messed up these jobs for the boys i mm. you know i'm not good but maybe he just wasn't right for what they wanted and that's mm. okay like people have different these things happen and you're just compatible with certain people and you're yeah. not compatible with others and that's it another thing with the raka raka boys and you're talking about you know finding that connection of people and sticking with them like their makeup artists they've had since the early days of youtube yeah and that makeup artist was the makeup artist on um talk to me wow really? there you go yeah I um, love that, like I love growing that with yeah. McDonald's kids. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dude, fucking! Yeah. I swear, we've talked about Raka Raka every episode for the last like month and a half. Yeah. Now. Um, but bringing it back to that, you know, priorities and stuff. Like, I think I've kind of established like I'm like comfortable with like doing what I want to do, and yeah, I have dreams and stuff, and I will chase them as much as I can. But when it comes to like, say, sacrificing like a family or like you know, girlfriend or stuff like that, I don't think I'm and that's good you know that. who you are you know yeah. what your priorities are yeah no that whole thing about <coughs> dreams it's also important to set goals within those 
history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. What about you? What what uh, what about if um, you know, you got an actually no, nah, this is probably a bad question to ask on the pod, but like, what's your limitations when it comes to you know chasing this dream? What happens if it meant sacrificing, you know, the relationship you're in or something like that? Um, it's a hard question. You don't need to answer it and you don't need to know what you're going to say. But you're yeah. both in the creative industry. That may be like a challenge that you guys may have yeah. to talk about later on in life. Look, I think like if you can't last a few months long distance with um yeah. with someone, then you can't really be with them. You exactly. Know? So yeah, you, yeah, for you sure. you be able to have yeah. that week away. That, that foundation that you're building now. Definitely. But at the same time, look, if there was an opportunity... <laughs> my girlfriend to go to LA or something. Yeah, you wouldn't stop for her. For six months, I wouldn't stop her. And if there was an opportunity for me to go somewhere, he, she wouldn't stop it for me either. And sure. like you get, you make it work. And if something happens along there, then something happens and that's just part of life. But yeah. like um, you got to go about things the right way. And look, I'm not too worried about down the track right Good now. Man. I'm worried about yep. right now, you know? Like I'm not giving it, I'm not caring right now what a year and a half looks yeah. like work-wise. I'm making sure yes. that the next month there are some goals that I'm hitting. And if you're really like obsessed with like, oh my God, like what happens if I get an opportunity to yeah. go here? And it's like, oh my God, everything around it. It's like, you're not even going to get that opportunity because you're so fixated hundred fucking it. percent. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like exactly what you were saying as well. Um, like if you're too focused on the problems you may have with future relationships or whatever when it comes to your career, then you're going to be missing the time that should be spent to build that foundation to be okay with those yeah. problems later on. Now. It's like you're creating problems within your relationship that's not there yet. Exactly. You know, and then, and you, then you, <laughs> add that, um, you add that kind of thoughts in your head and then exactly. you start living with all these yeah. emotions. Yes, and it's like, exactly. Bro, you Build about that foundation now so when those come up, you'll work through it if you guys are. Exactly. You know, exactly. Happy? All right, now we'll, uh, we're a bit, we're 50 minutes in, so we'll scrap a couple sags. Yeah. We'll go into the progress. So sure. we know where you're at now, Freddie. Dan, tell us, what have you been doing this okay. week? Yeah, I've had a good week. Yeah. Um, Pretty excited about things, actually. Good man. So I've got this new short film that I've been working on, a script. Nice. From my friend Anya who wrote it. Shout out, Anya. Fantastic Shout script. Out. It's it's seven pages. It's very simple. You can make it on a low budget. It's like two actors, one-ish location. Nice. Um, there's a little bit of like VFX, CGI, mm -hmm. potentially. Okay. Which I had a phone call with one of my <coughs> mates who works um, in post-production for ILM. And so oh, I just, ILM's oh. going to do the VFX. No, he, he's not. He doesn't know <laughs> because he was saying like, you know, it takes years and years to get really good at VFX. And what like, kind of VFX are you on? Um, well, there's some like... Um, she explodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, the auntie that um, blows up in Harry Potter? Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Like there's just um, a creature that lives inside a person for oh, the script. So fuck. like there's like, you know, like a, a wound that gets opened and like black stuff shoots out and then it closes up. Things like that. That's more makeup, isn't it? Yeah, but then it's like if, if the wound's oh, the closing, closing up. Closing back like, up, yeah. Uh, well, I was just talking to my mate and I said, what do you think I can do practically and yeah. what can I do CGI? That's good. And then he was like, here's three options, like the cheapest, easiest way to do it. And what he was like say? the most expensive way. Well, like ideally the best way, the best the cheapest that will look the best is prosthetics. Like use makeup and, and just make the story work in a way where you don't have to show too much. Mm. And then obviously like the most difficult way is, you know, trying to, cause he said, he said with VFX with 2d effects, it's quite, that's okay. Like yep. you can do that for relatively cheap and whatnot. But, um, and my mate, he knows how to do that. So he'll help me with that. Nice. But 
once you start going into the world of 3D, like crazy camera movements and yep. things moving and stuff, that's when it gets a lot more complicated and more yeah, expensive sure. as well. That's like animation. Yeah. The, the 2D, 3D difference. Exactly right. So it's like, in that regard, I think I'm just going to try and think of a way to keep the effects 2D. And, cool. and I want to use practical elements. I don't want it to look cheap. Nice. Um, so yeah, that was all the things to consider. I had a meeting with my producer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just said, he's... My mate Ed, he's yep. he's a pretty honest guy. He's really good. He was just like, yeah, like I read the script and I think it's great. And like coming from him, that means a lot because, you know, he he really knows his cinema well, like not just American cinema, but international cinema. He's always telling me this filmmakers I've never heard of. Um, so it's, it's good hearing that from someone who actually knows their shit. Um, just a point, international cinema is like- Yeah, you love your international oh, cinema. It's fantastic. Like, American cinema is made to sell money, whereas- International cinema is made to tell stories. Yeah, Ooh. that's a good one. Like that, and they all have different styles as well, yeah. which I'll touch upon later with a Spanish. Yep, yep, yep. Directed film I watch later, um, but yeah. So had that meeting <coughs> with my producer. We just talked about like logistics and whatnot, but it's yep. all very early stages of development right now. But it's really exciting, especially because I've only directed films that I've written up yep. to this point. This is the first time I'm going to direct something that someone else has written. And I'm actually really liking that. It's a good challenge. Yeah, because it's what I said before about limitations on creativity. Yeah. And like, because I always second guess my own writing and I'm like, this could be better, this could be better, and I'm rewriting it. But um, in this case, like I read the story and I like it and I know that the story's there. Yeah. So it's just going through and making directing choices that I feel like could make it as good as possible. So I'm like delving into the script, making notes, putting together like a visual Bible to show people just doing all that kind of stuff. And then I have a few questions that I just um, pitched to the writer because I want to fully understand what the script is and their intentions. Nice. But at the end of the day, sorry, just one time. (laughs) (laughs) I got a question for you. Yeah, 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 cool. At the end of the day, you're directing it. So it's your vision and you can bring to it what you want. Like it doesn't really matter what the writer wanted, but I still want to know what she intended so I can make it and then add my own I love the collaboration. Yeah, it's it's a collaborative process. Fantastic. Betty. So I've heard about the idea, but I don't fully know it yet. What is the, if you had to log line it to me right now, after like you're going through this process, do you have like your kind of one line for it? Um, Ooh, Cause I haven't read it yet. Yeah. So this is different to the feature that you're writing. Yeah. But it's interesting cause thematically there are some similarities. Like cool. they both share themes of <coughs> family and motherhood. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's just about a woman who wants a baby really badly and her husband doesn't. And then Shit, those are some heavy themes, brother. Yeah, and then he gets um, taken over by a creature. And then I won't really <laughs> say what else happened. But yeah. Fuck, not bad. Yeah. Put a spell on him. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something. A funny thing happened um, this week, but before I say that, um, it was a good challenge for me as well. Like, um, Although I did still write this, it was an adaptation. And I feel like, you know, it's good to challenge yourself sometimes rather than just write your own thing, you know, whether you're adapting, whether you're doing somebody else's, you know, it's fantastic. Yeah. There's a funny thing that happened this week and it's going to sound really like arrogant, but I promise it's not. It's, <laughs> it was, it's from a funny place. Okay. So I was watching back um, some of the scenes of Osmo and um, cause I'm like getting the music for it. And I was like, fuck man, this is good dialogue. And I'm like, I wonder if this is straight out of the book or from me. So I went and got the book and I went to the scene and I opened it and I'm like, yeah, that was me. 
I'm like, wow, <laughs> no, great, great writing, Josh. That's a good feel, yeah, <laughs> great that's writing, good, man. but yeah, no, sorry. I, I loved your script when I read it. Cause yeah, like, to be completely honest, when somebody sends you a script, you, you never know where no, how don't. it's gonna be. Yeah. I've read some bad scripts. I've read good scripts. Yeah. Yeah. but reading yours, I was like, well, this is actually really good, and yeah. I can. It, it feels so good to be able to say that to a friend of yours. Like, yeah. I genuinely like this. I'm not just saying this because I'm your mate, but yeah. even if I wasn't your mate, I'd be like, I really like this yeah. and I would watch And this. I know you would tell me if it was yeah, shit as exactly, well. And yeah. we were talking about that during the week, how it's hard. And you said you were frustrated because, you know, people aren't always going to tell you the truth. Yeah. Do you want to delve more deep? Like a little bit Yeah and like I do understand it Because there's only a certain level of criticism That you can give someone While maintaining a good friendship And not yeah. you know Crushing their dreams Yeah of course like If something's really bad You can't just be like <laughs> To someone look This is yeah. so bad Yeah Because then they're just gonna get Defensive and upset And you're not really helping them I feel like if they're defensive mate They're in the wrong industry Because it's all about learning Yeah and What I like to do is The The Compliment sandwich. Uh, right, yeah, compliment. So like, put them down. Compliment. Yeah, yeah, it's like this is really good. I like this. However, this could be better. But yes. I really like this. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. So. One thing I've like realized, like, just with my nine to five, when you're making like content like all day every day, yeah. That first, like, it could be fucking terrible, mm. but you just gotta have that first little bit of just like, thanks for making this like great job. Yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. like I like what you did there. But, like, you know what I mean? It's like, if you just come out with, like, bro, what the hell is page five? That's I feel unappreciated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Fucking page definitely. five. Bro, honestly, like, delete the movie just because of page five. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, because at the end of the day, you're spending time and effort on something. Exactly, yeah, you put man, your heart man. and soul into that. And, it's like, like and we all have feelings. and Exactly. And it's good to get that feedback because, you know, like, at the end of the day, when it's one point of view, mm you're going to think it's amazing, but then you got to take into other considerations. Yeah. Like, there's 7 billion people in this world, mate. They're not all going to love it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why um, uh, you listened to the last podcast, and that's why I'm doing something different for my next short. I'm getting in. I'm hiring the two. Well, I've already hired one, but I'm getting the two actors in before I even write the dialogue. I think that's a cool idea. And Do I'm going to get them. Actors? I know one of them. And I think I might know the other one. I have someone in mind. But getting them to talk out each scene and get an understanding on how these people would communicate and then take bits of pieces of that. We're getting different perspectives here because I haven't been through what my characters in my next short are going through. So to get people's different perspectives, write my own dialogue from that, I think it's something different. Well, you know, you've got your you've got your pieces of the puzzle in yeah. front of you. It's like you're an artist, you know? You've exactly, got, mate. You've got your Need paints. different brushes, You've got your paints. You've got there your you brushes. There you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going to do the trees. You're going to do the ocean. There you go. What's the, if you're the one-liner, you're... I can't yet. Can't? I haven't told anybody anything about it. Like, even none of the boys, like, wow. know what the actual... This is the best thing I've ever worked on. Probably will be the best thing until, you know, I don't you know, know in, what. You know Inception? Yeah. Times 10. <laughs> Bro, Inception it's... Inception when, meets when Oppenheimer meets Barbie <laughs> meets Mission Impossible. <laughs> you find the best, you find the best <laughs> five minutes from each of them. Meets... You put it on a platter... And then he sculpts it. It's the perfect anthology. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You, you, you missed one movie though. When it meets Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, oh I, I thought we were going to say Now You See Me. Oh, Now You See Me. Fuck off, baby. Do well, you love that movie? Is this now your you me cock, yeah. bro? It's a good one. Is this your cock? Is this is your cock? Oh, is this your cock? <laughs> <laughs> when what? the hell is there a cock in Now You See Me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what porn spin-off you're watching. Oh, God. <laughs> were you going to say something, Dan? Uh, when I was talking now. about the script? Oh yeah, what makes it so good? Like, 
Is it I, the intri- intricacy of yes. the- Yeah. It's the intricacies. And I felt that way with, I mean, Ozma was a bit different because I had the source material. Yeah. Um, But with Tuzalesi, it was like crafting magic trick. This yeah. is like that on steroids. Like, Ooh. it's like, what makes this good is like how like layered it is and how everything connects. And I haven't really been able to do that before. And the themes are so- Heavy. Anyway, so I've got, I've gone on and on yeah, about just, it before. I'm surprised that you're um, able to do that in what I'm assuming is a drama, right? Like it's just a yeah. drama. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. I, I, I can't wait to write it. I'll, I'll get it. Oh, you haven't started it. writing it yet? No, that's the thing. Like oh. we've had hours and hours of it. Take it's literally like an a thousand piece puzzle, and we're putting them in okay. bit by bit. And so you um, kind of know the beats though? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know the story now. It's just about... So we, we've spent like, I reckon, over 10 hours coming up with the story um, and the, the intricacy. So now when we go back, we're, I think the next session we're doing, we're beat sheeting it and polishing it up and then we'll have a proper structure and everything. But Beautiful. Is it as big picture as like Ozma? No. Or is it like a lot more simpler? Way, way more... Oh, not simpler in terms of structure um but just like this in the one, setting you know it's like it, yes yeah it's like one location logistically one or two yeah, yeah. logistically similar um way more complicated in terms of structure and layers and i feel like okay i can do that with because it's so much smaller than osma um is it non-linear or can yes. you not say oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah sick all right yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. i'm keen. definitely I'm keen. um but yeah that's all i was like was there anything else that you did this week um progress wise how's your feature and write anymore oh or? i've sort of just oh yeah so like i basically got to about seven pages nice and it sort of reached like a natural ish conclusion where but what i did was i left plot threads throughout so there are certain things where i'm like i could you know have a flashback here or like flesh out this further but i didn't because i didn't want to get too attached to an idea spend ages writing it and then be like this sucks and get rid of it because i'm always tend to do that so it's like it's a 70 page script but it could easily like once fleshed out it'll be like 100 pages kind of thing um, so I was like, okay, cool. Damn, Daniel. Yeah, I was like, cool. That's Back at it again that. with the white fans. That's the one. Um, I'm going to just sort of shelf this for now while I work on this short film. Nice, nice. And at then, least you have it, mate. Yeah, at least you have exactly. It, like, and yeah. then I think maybe, I don't know, in a month or so, or maybe even after I finish this short film, like in, in some amount of time, I'll return to the script when I can and Good then man. do a new outline and then do a new draft that's nice. hopefully much more finite. And like then the whole seven pages that. again? Yeah, I'll, I'll write the whole thing again. Fuck. Fuck. Good man. I mean, obviously, I'll take a lot of what's already there. Yeah, that's the way. Implement you, that. you know the Rewrite. You, you know the you know I know the, the, story. The, the story, yeah. I'm proud of you, Dan. Thanks, mate. You did it, and I'm excited to see what you got coming up. Yeah. you got to fix that hair. That headphone is like oh, shooting that to the... It's all right. Oh, fuck it. Really <laughs> Do I look like Sonic? <laughs> Just a little. All right, cool. That's fine. Um, so, what, what have I been doing? Oh, before yeah, I get us. into that, I just want to say... It's pretty cool how we have all different genres within the, the group of the boys. Yeah. We have rom-com, horror, Austin, action, Lockie, uh, whatever he does. He's done <laughs> war, whatever. And then I don't know what I do. I just do whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it's well, cool. What would you say your genre is? Just whatever tickles your fancy? or Yeah. Dead you, people's books. 
Dead, dead people's books. I think you very much have a flair or a taste for things that are like epic Magical, or grand yeah. or yeah, yeah, fantastical. Yeah, grand, like, yeah. grand, grand. Right yeah, hundred percent. And you can definitely hear it in the music. Yeah, hundred percent. Well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, speaking of um, this week Federico has, uh, like, I mean, he's working on the final track of the film at the moment, and then yep. he has to go back and like write one more piece of background music, yep. and then he's gonna mix them or, or not mix them but just like polish them and then I mean they're all polished he just wants to make them sound I don't know what he does he says he mixes them but makes them sound better mm-hmm. um, but yeah then he's done but he sent me a little bit of the because he wanted to check that he was on the right page um, so he sent me the last piece of like transition music and I know that won't probably make sense to you guys but it like it, it's amazing like one of the fucking and I don't say this lightly like this guy's one of the best composers I've ever heard. Mm. Like it's like I listen I listen to his music and then say I listen to Ludwig Göransson Oppenheimer or whatever. I'm like, bro, there's there's not much different. Like this guy can do what these other composers are doing. He's just undiscovered. It's fucking yeah. nuts. And I'm so proud of him and I'm so happy yeah. with what he's done. And I can't wait to show you a little bit after this because you've seen nothing, mate. Yeah. You've seen nothing. Um, but yeah, and then I, I finished the sound design completely this oh, week as well. Awesome. Um, so now what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to just clean up the timeline a little bit because I don't really know exactly where to go. I'm going to try to do a little bit of pre-mixing, just yeah. like like set all the footsteps to the same volume or yep. set all the dialogue or whatever. Um, and then I'll send it off to get mixed properly. Um, Connor said he started the grade, but I'm not too sure. I haven't really heard from him. Um, and then that's basically what I've been doing is just like finishing this sound design and awaiting this uh, the composition. But it's a lot of back and forth and talk between me and Federico. Um, but yeah, I'm in the final stages. I'm in the final stages. Pardon me. Um, but yeah, it's very exciting. I, I, I'm i trying to think if there's anything else. That's uh, I've literally been so busy with work and everything. Um, but I still managed to see a couple movies. But yeah, in terms of my own progress, sound design complete, composing will be complete within the next couple of days. Um, and then Lockie's got to clean up the audio. Lockie, when you're listening, clean up the audio, please, when you have time. Um, and then, yeah, once that, we get it mixed, get it graded, done. So we're, 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 we're on schedule. We've hit every deadline on schedule. Perfect. Then I'm going to do ADR actually. That's what I got to do, but I can't do ADR until Lucky cleans up the audio. So we know what, yeah. if we need ADR or anything, it's fun, funny because, um, not funny, but, um, I played around a little bit with the, so we had nine takes, you know, my opening scene, you probably don't, but the opening scene over black where they're Mm, talking over black. So we had nine takes of that. And what I did is I went through all nine takes. There was about 16, 17 lines, 18 lines in the whole uh, one take. And I went through each take and I found the best performance of each individual line and stitched it all together. And seamless because it's like filmed in the same place. Does it sound... Yeah, it it sounds fantastic. It flows perfect. And But what I've done is because in the opening... Over black, I just had it originally their voices, um, and she's talking about how she's you know hearing voices or whatnot, um, and then yeah yeah she, she was talking about how she was hearing voices and they're talking about you know it's just establishing a bit of exposition through this little conversation, um, but I'm like okay she starts 
the dialogue with her coughing, but it's nothing huge. And I'm like, if it sounds a yeah. bit like she goes <coughs> and then starts talking, I'm like, that's yeah. not enough. There needs to be something. So then I had an idea on to sound design it and have it as you hear these voices inside her head ah. from the very start. So you, I got this. That's cool. Um, the, I did some sound design and you hear like, like these evil like whispers <laughs> that's sick yeah in the background and you hear that as she's talking then as she breathes and he's like okay just breathe yeah. just breathe and then the voices disappear when she breathes <sighs> yes yeah, and then it's just silent and then one more breath <sighs> and as she exhales you hear the sand start to come in mm. and you you oh, see wow. the start the drone shot i'll show you after Fantastic. but i'm pretty happy with that yeah. um so good. But yeah, I'm very happy with how the sound design is now. It's just about polishing up and uh, yeah, doing that. And um, yeah, that's all I've done. So we're almost ready, almost ready to go. Um, but yes, let's talk about, before we end, uh, some things that we've been watching this week. Federico. It's a tough one. Okay. What things you've seen lately, mate? I've seen all the big ones. Like I saw the new Mission Impossible. Yeah. Oppenheimer, mm. Barbie. What about something that maybe not is mainstream? How about um, No Hard Feelings? I watched that oh, two nights oh, ago. Oh, you did watch it. I watched oh, it two so nights good. ago. So on that, and my love for rom-coms, I yes. watched the other, like last week, um, The Girl Next Door. It was like mm. early 2000s and the pitches that it's like, the guy's like senior in high school. Yep. He's been that like really quiet, trying to get like the scholarship and all that. Mm -hmm. And next door, this chick moves in for a couple of weeks and she's a porn star. Nice. And it's like, actually like, we're talking like early 2000s, like mm. probably like 2003. Oh, I saw your review on Letterboxd. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Like so good. Like it's, it wouldn't win an award. But it like. <laughs> I swear you say that about every rom-com. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's the way that the industry is like, if you read anything in like fucking any movie review place, they review it like it's meant to be the fucking Oscar winner. Like yeah. that's how, that's yeah. how movies unfortunately get reviewed is that they review it comparing it to things that it shouldn't be compared to. Yeah. You know and what? it's like, look at it from like what it is. For right. sure, for sure. I agree. Like, it's the intention of the film. Exactly. It's like they're not making it to be, like, really dramatic yeah. and stuff. It's like, a, and that's like anything in life, you know? It's a piss take. Yeah, like for sure. With some themes. I was going to say, um, the, what movie I've been intending to watch is the one you told me about, the, the German one, where it's just, like, two guys talking in a bar. The yes. Whole time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that on is my list. so good. I um, watched another international film that was Danish. Mm-hmm. It like got nominated for an Oscar. Everything like best international film. And it's called Another Round. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, with Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, one's yeah, good. Yeah. I rewatched that. Um, I watched this French one recently called Masquerade, which was really, really good. Yeah. Um, and if you were to recommend one for the for people listening, what would you recommend? An international and yeah, anything, anything yeah. that you've seen um, lately. I'll just give you my like best international film. Go, Perfect Strangers. Mm, I've heard you talk about that. Yeah, so I don't know if you've heard of it, Dan. No. So film is you're at a, it's all these friends coming over for dinner and it's like they're having the thing and they all put their phones in the middle of the table oh, and whenever the notification pops up, they've got to read it and they're mm. all hiding so much from each other. Oh, that's cool. And it's just like, what happened? Oh, no, nah, I can't. That's a yeah, sick. I can't, I can't, I can't I take anymore. That, yeah. It's like cool. honestly sick. like one of the best and the ending like wow insane. okay you've like yeah awesome. that sounds great yeah, cool but i'm Good a stuff. big fan into i really want to watch the worst person 
the worst woman or the worst person oh, in, the world. in the world. Yeah. I really want to watch that. Like I wanted to watch it last night and then I didn't because I was on the call with Austin. You're you're a big Wes Anderson fan. Have you I seen am. the most recent Asteroid I haven't seen City. Asteroid City yet. Mm. Like what is like I I want to go of him, so, but <laughs> sure. I wanted to go watch it. I I'm an early Wes Anderson kind of guy. Mm. Like French Dispatch, I'm not that hot on it. Mm. Like it was okay. Um I know it was good. It was just like mm. I've seen better Wes Anderson. Like, like when Wes Anderson did Broken Wreck. Sorry, that was Federico <laughs> Anderson. My bad. Easy to um, get them mixed yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah, I, you know. Um, but no, my like go-to Wes Anderson's Royal Tenenbaums, the Dejerian mm. Unlimited, um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Good man. Mm. Awesome. So, Perfect Strangers, that's what you recommend. Get on it. Good stuff. Dan, what have you Same. seen this week? Um, what did I watch? Oh, <coughs> Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, you finally watched it. Yeah, it was Did fantastic. it live up to... It, it really did, Is yeah. the latest one? Like, no. The Six. one before. I'm going to watch yeah. tomorrow. I'm going to see seven. Yeah. Is it good? Oh, it's amazing. I love so it. So good. Yeah. Better oh, than six? Yeah. No. Okay. So good. And that British chick that's in it, like, she's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hayley Atwell. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, she in it? <laughs> yeah, she is. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like they really just brought together the best of... I remember on the last part I was saying that there was a darkness to the first Mission Impossible yes. that they sort of took out. I feel like they brought it back with this new one and there's yeah. like more themes of espionage people like... How good is Henry um, Campbell? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was so good in mm. it. Sad what happened. But okay, let's... Yeah. <laughs> I think we... Austin Fuck. already did Bro, it in another one. Oh, yeah. guys spoiled... Okay, like can we movies. say per, a community service announcement? We apologise. We have spoiled <laughs> so much in the last two weeks. Yeah. From now on, we'll make more conservative effort so to... So no more on Mission Impossible series. Okay, anyway. <laughs> that was a great film. Like, really great. Best action sequences of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do have a soft spot for the fourth one. The fourth yeah. one is just so fun. Like, it's uh, just a summer uh, film. I just really Rogue. Like. Is it Rogue? Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, I, th I feel like this one's probably on par with four. Like, I feel like it's objectively the best yeah, sure. Mission Impossible film, yeah. like, on a technical level. Yeah. It's just really The IMAX. Good. So I, dude, like, I love IMAX when it's used sparingly. Yeah. So, when's, like... When's the Sydney one oh, going to Fuck, bro. I think... I, I drive past it every day. I'm like, when is this fucking thing opening? Well, like the company that built that tower, like yeah, three, different, or some three shit. different companies have built it. Yeah. The yeah. first two went bust. Yeah. But I saw them cleaning the windows the other day. Yeah. So I see, I've see. i seen inside at night. They have the lights on. Yeah. Like Ooh, it's, bro, getting it's, close. Getting close. Yeah. it's getting but close. But yeah, so in that IMAX, you would have seen uh, the fallout, the, the scene where they put in the helicopters and shit. Yeah. yeah? So it's like, Insane. I, just, I love like, you know, how you got the aspect ratio with the black bars. Yeah. And, um, you just see it start to open up. You're like, yeah. oh. Yeah. It's just, it's just so, so immersive. Sorry, what? How do you go? Oh, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Make that a clip. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just so immersive, but it does. I wouldn't want a whole film like that because it feels a little bit like yes, documentary. Yes, you know what yes, I mean. Yep, hundred percent. So, but no, it's, just it's just for sequences, it's great. And like yeah. Interstellar is this, like there's mm. heaps of IMAX films. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, that was I gave it four out of five stars. Nice. So only four. Oh yeah, you don't yeah, get like five. I was, you got mad at me and bro, me and Austin earlier this week. Five is a tough thing to give out. Like I'm a strong yeah. four and a half kind of guy. Yeah. This was I was debating giving it a four and a half. Yeah. Because I just really liked it, but I was like, oh, four and a half for me is just reserved for movies that I really froth Fair. and like talk about all the time. Have you ever given a five? Yeah. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, okay. Whiplash. Yeah. Like just my favorites basically. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that was that film. Um, something I did want to talk about is another film I watched called Sound of Freedom. Yes. Which is a film about child trafficking. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, it's controversial, I heard. English? English? No, so it's a Spanish director, but the film is like half English, half What's Spanish or like- Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. And it's a sleeper hit. So yeah, like that's what I've heard. So it's made a lot of money, which I think the reason is because of the message. 
Yeah. Like it's really exposing something that a lot of people sort of turn a blind eye to. And yep. when the film ends, it says like, oh, special message in two minutes. What's oh, new? Yeah. Special message? Yeah. And you keep watching like after the credits, like yeah. there's a countdown. And then the main actor's like, oh, you know, um, thanks so much for watching. Like this is a really important film. We've got to get it around because it's a, something that people turn a blind eye to. Like mm. it was saying that um, there's more slaves in like in captivity right now, like human slaves than any other time in history. Fuck. Which is like shit like Bro, that is crazy when you really think about it. No one realizes yeah. how good Australia is. Yeah, literally. Like and you like you can complain about cost of living, you can complain about everything, but we don't realise we can walk out of our house yeah, and, not, literally. and not feel like there's a strong chance I can get kidnapped, shot or killed. And yeah. guess and guess where the most amount of slaves are? Ooh. It says this in the film. Colombia. United States. What? Yeah. So apparently like they would, the guy said at the end, they were trying to get this movie out for like four years or something. And there were certain people that didn't want it out. And um, there were other, I don't know if this is my conspiracy mind going on, but like we got into the cinema and it was really hot. Like someone had cranked the aircon up and then like my brother went and complained about it. And then they were like, oh, it's going to take a while to cool it down. And then I was talking to my dad about it later. And he was like, yeah, someone told me that apparently in America, like, in all the cinemas that are playing they this want film. You out. Yeah, like they're doing things like that or they're keeping the lights on, doing things like that. I don't know if this is conspiracy, but it's really interesting. Why they, they don't want yeah. people captive inside the... No, no, no. Like they just <laughs> don't want people watching the film because it's spreading a message uh, that they don't want out I was going to say like, what the... F like, yeah. And the most amount of slaves, yeah, they're doing the popcorn. And, like, <laughs> 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 but um, it's a real... No, it's a real thing. Yeah. Like, slaves so, and like just everything yeah yeah but it really yeah it exposes certain truths i think like the film on a technical level it was like all right it's like it's very my mum watches a lot of spanish and like foreign uh tv shows what and i could my mum's brazilian my dad's italian okay. yeah um i can see the brazilian oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> turn around yeah i can say it <laughs> <laughs> um from there no <laughs> um, <laughs> But, like, some bits are a bit... On a technical level, the film's okay. Like, there are some bits that are overplayed. Like, the main character's a cop, and in every scene, he's got a tear in his eye, and I'm like, come mm. on. Like, no police officer's crying this much. Like, <laughs> fuck. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, police It's, it's true, emotion. though. Like, they're, they're all... No, nah, yeah, fair, hard, fair, You know fair. what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, but... <laughs> sorry. No, I'm sorry. I think this is serious. Uh, yeah, what's happening? Sorry, my bad. But <laughs> I, think, I think this movie is worth seeing and worth spreading around because of how important yep, the yep, message yep, is and i think sure. that's why it's made so much money like it was yep. like a 14 million dollar budget and it's made like 200 million oh wow so it's really good on them. getting around now which is yeah they should so put some of the profit towards like towards they should yeah absolutely yeah so guys definitely recommend checking out sound of freedom, freedom if you haven't already um what yep. else did I, oh, I watched the film a stan original called relic mm, okay. this is an australian film that i've heard about it's a horror film and some of the themes are similar to what i'm writing about now so yeah. it's quite a slow film but the ending was was a good ending good i think man. i yeah, gave yeah, it three and a half or four stars but not cool. too much else to comment on just your typical you saw a psycho right film. oh yeah 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 are yeah. we gonna spoil it no oh, it was uh, just a good episode no like, do you, i don't think we should spoil it but like okay. yeah i enjoyed I, the episode yeah, sorry i i tend to get overexcited and because yeah. like no one in my life really likes star wars other yeah. than you guys so when something cool happens, I like, well, no, that, that's wow. fine. I have no issue. Yeah. That. But no, he tends to hype it up. I've done that so many times, especially at Osto when I've seen a film 
and then he watches it and then I've like overhyped it. But mm. it was just a solid episode. Yeah. And then the ending, it brought me to tears. Sorry, one more thing I wanted to- Sure, sure. I actually watched a lot of films. Um, I watched Past Lives as well, that yes. 24 drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. really beautiful. I just- oh, I think Oh, is that the new one that's just coming yeah. out? Bro, that thing is making so much money. It's is it like really? crazy. Yeah, it's like one of the, I think it's like one of the most popular films in the world at the moment. Wow, because mm. I thought it had like a limited release. Because I've been waiting months for it to come out and they only just dropped it. Because it premiered like start of the year it's good or something. Though? It's good. Yeah, it's, I, I wish. What'd you rate it? I think I gave it four out of okay. five. So it's like. you gave it a four, the fact you gave it a four. Mm. It's a little, it's a little bit slow at some points. And like, yeah. I wish they delved into certain themes. Like they talk about culture and like the main character, she's divided between two worlds because she's married to an American man. And then um, her childhood friend comes and he's from Korea. So it's yeah. like her being divided between two worlds. Um, I wish they delved into those themes a little bit more, yeah. but like oh, you can just tell that the movie's made with care and with tenderness and precision. And like those, those tender moments made that with hit. Love. Yeah, no, genuinely. And like those moments that hit really hit for me. So I, I really enjoyed it. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Josh? What have you been watching? Yeah. Well, Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, I thought the last episode was one of the, one of the, Mo- best, most recent pieces of Star Wars that we've seen. In I actually a while. enjoyed the episode before that as I well. I know you I did. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. you like it? I did. Yeah, I've liked the whole series, and I, um, I'm really glad you're liking it without seeing Rebels. Um, yeah. but that definitely adds another layer of love for me because you course, know it's these yeah. characters that you've been with for four seasons, and now they're in live action. Of course, yeah. Um, and I think the last episode was just perfect. It sucks that Ray Stevenson, who plays Balin Skull, is I know, gone. I know. Like, died. Because he's given one of the best performances we've seen in Star Wars. Just so, like, haunting and real. Um, so, rest in peace to him. But, yeah, no, it's been fantastic. I, I'm loving it. And the last episode, the ending was just, yeah, unlike... I, don't, I can't really say anything. I just... Wait, I, I, wait I wasn't the next in, episode. Yeah, I know. I, I wasn't expecting it. Like I had zero, I think I was so drawn in that I forgot that, you know, certain people yeah. were going to be in it. Um, well, I didn't even know that were going to be in it, but um, oh yeah, I just thought it was fantastic. Um, there's just this emotional connection that I have to Star Wars that I yeah, don't I have with, with anything else. Um, but yeah, I saw that. Um, I saw Gran Turismo mm. last week. Good? Dude. So I went in with so low expectations. Yeah, it's Gran Turismo. Zero. <laughs> It's a PlayStation zero <laughs> yeah. expectations. Um, my viewing was kind of ruined because I left the fucking lights on. Um, for no fucking reason, <laughs> bro. It was bullshit. Don't ever get. Like, I'm sure, like fantastic. Like they have sensory sessions. Event just the towers. Um, dude, but it's like they have these sensory sessions once uh, sensory every Sunday for people oh. that are like sensitive to light and Just go a bit closer when you talk to them. Oh, right. Um, where, like there were like, they have it for people that are like sensitive to light and hearing and shit like that. And oh. like, fair enough. Once every Sunday, this was on a Wednesday. So I'm like the fuck man. Like anyways, but what's, what, what's different about it? They they keep the lights on. Oh, well, it's just like what's that thing when like there's a video game and they give that warning like if you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, epilepsy or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it's like it's think about it. Like if you're someone with epilepsy and you want to go watch a movie, you know what I mean. But it's so awkward. There's, the this, there's this girl on the other side of the cinema and like 
she's there eating her popcorn and I'm like, I can't like, you know, give like a death stare when she's eating too loud because she was seeing me. And it's, it's just so awkward when the lights are on. But anyways, the it movie was- It was only Gran Turismo. It was, no, but dude, it was fantastic. Yeah? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was just, I, I don't even know. I think because my expectation was so low, I was blown away. No, I've heard it was um, good. I actually gave it a five. Now I know you guessed it, but it was that good. I, I it- when it evokes some kind of reaction out of me. They were just, I didn't realize it. I didn't expect it to be so hard hitting, so deep and layered. And I'm like, yeah. it's Gran Turismo. How can yeah. they make this like David Harbour carries? He's fucking amazing. Um, just a fun story. You know, you can switch off your brain and um, it made the list. I'll tell you Ooh. where. Uh, every, every five makes my list. That's how I do it. Um, Gran Turismo. Number 28. So it, it beat, Ford versus Ferrari, wow. So, yeah, it, Ooh, okay. number 28, it's just, I don't know, for me, fantastic. Zero expectations, blown away. Um, Not bad. Fantastic. Uh, what else have I seen? And, oh, yeah, one more thing that I want to mention. One Piece mm. got released on Netflix this week, the live adaptation. Um, I'm going to try and not overhype it for you. Um, oh, did you start watching it? Yeah, I'm That's like good. half, um, two episodes left. Um, oh. I, it's like brought me back to, I don't know, I feel like I'm a child. What are you going to say that? No, I was just going to say, have you, you said Netflix and it reminded me, have you seen they've got this new interactive rom-com film on no. Netflix? No. Yeah. For so all the lonely people? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dan. <laughs> so um, my girlfriend watched it last night, but um, what it is, it's a rom-com and you like choose. Your story? It's like, like do you mm. want him to kiss him? Yes or no? Or oh. it's like, there's like three guys that you can kind of choose from. It's like, which one do you want to pick? <laughs> Were you in the room? <laughs> Were you in the room? No. Okay, all right. But, um... Fetty's so like, I think God. that one's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it had the guy from Victorious. The, like, no uh, way! The main, you know, the... Yeah, 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 yeah. long guy, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever his name is. Yeah, I right. Like, I would have picked him. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, um, that's interesting. But it's like, how? That's a smart idea. Yeah. Like, what you do is you just write three like ways the script could go, and yeah. it's like, well, that's what they do with Black Mirror, the Bandersnatch, Bandersnatch. You know, choose your own story. Um, but One Piece, amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try not overhype, but Lockie said one of his favorite shows of all time. Now, um, he hasn't said anything to you guys because obviously he doesn't want to overhype yeah. it. Um, I think it's fantastic, okay. amazing. Cool. I'm, I'm so happy. Um, I, I watch it and I'm so happy. You know, yeah, it's it, great. It, the action is incredible. Um, the cinematography is incredible, and it makes you feel good. The soundtrack is one That's of the best awesome. soundtracks that I've seen. Uh, sorry, that I've heard. Um, I really do recommend going to watch it. You know, if you're a fan of the anime, or whatever. I, I used to watch. It. I don't really remember anything. Um, the and the, the one thing that I'll say is that like I came away from the first episode loving every character. And that rarely happens because yeah, it usually beautiful. takes a season. But it took one episode for you to fall in love with these characters. Um, and I'm really happy. So definitely go go watch that. Sick, um, man. And yeah, almost done. But I think that that leaves us for today, boys. Anything else you want to add? Fetty, thank you for coming on again. No, thank you. Thanks, Fetty. Appreciate it. Pleasure. We'll see you on uh, we'll see you on awesome set. Yeah, I'll see you before then. We'll see you before then as well. Um, but yeah. Anyways, guys, what are we going to do, Dan? I'm going to tie a little bow in this episode. If you want to catch us, it is the Pre-Prod Pod on TikTok and Instagram, the Pre-Production Meeting on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you. Peace out.